Kemba, 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 you tantalizing tempest in the wonderfully tight t-shirt. Kemba, baby. Hi, Kemba. Hello there, me Kemba, radio broadcast, episode 21. I get by with a little help from my friends. Always excited to do the radio broadcast, but even more so when I'm able to have guests. And today I have two of them, and they are the number one ultimate radio station clients. They are radio station listeners. Or were. We'll find out if they still are and why or why not. They're what you call the P1, the primary number one loyal listeners. So radio just went through another bloodletting where all over the country... Uh, a lot of DJs were fired. And this is basically to make way from all of the reports and insider information that there's going to be a base station and that jock will do that station wherever it may be in the country. And then they're also going to do that shift for six, seven other major market radio stations, which definitely flies in the face of live and local. It's impossible. You, you can't be live and you can't be local. If you're in New York or LA doing a midday show, you can't also do a midday show here live. The main thing about radio, I always say it's live and local because that's why TV and MTV and satellite and streaming were never able to get rid of radio. Radio survived all of that because of the immediacy of the medium, the fact that you can change anything on a dime, you're live, if something major happens, you can break in right away. And you could change spots out right away commercials, sorry, <laughs> we call them spots. Uh, you, It's so instant and there and live. And then you add the local element, which is a connection that's not readily at the surface all the time, but it's there. And, and there's this underlying connection to that that matters. You can only connect so much with somebody who's 900 or 3000 miles away, even though there's social media, that kind of connection that you make with someone on social media is very, very different. It's just it just is, I think I'm going to be bringing receipts <laughs> to this episode. When I talk to these guests, we'll find out soon enough. I mean, it all began when I was on the AM, I wasn't even on the air, I was behind the scenes answering phones for talk show hosts. And this one elderly gentleman, and I, uh, I just could tell by his voice he was, would just call to say hi. And then when I moved to Zeta, he'd call me there just to say hi. And then I didn't hear from him for a while. And it kind of freaked me out, really worried about him. Is he okay? And it turned out that when he finally called me again, he had been in the hospital. And I keep referring to him as him because he would never tell me his name. Oh, I'd ask, you know, just give me a first name. I don't need to know, you know, you're social and just give me something to call you. Give me a fake name. And he just... It was his thing. He wanted to be able to call me and say hi, and I didn't know who he was. And then eventually one day I never heard from him again. So I have to assume what happened. But it always was good to hear his voice and to hear from him. So when I talk about that DJ listener connection, it's not a one-way thing. Listeners have uh, can have as much of an effect on us as we can have on them. You can make our day as much as maybe we can make yours or break it. You know, it, it, it's, um, it's a relationship. Surely it is. After that, I had regulars. There was Bert. There was Aaron. Stancil a little bit there. later on tonight. He was a little whacked out earlier today, man. You mean more so than usual? Yes. I mean, earlier he was like saying, you better not look at my drawers. You might find something in there that might bite. 
I'm like, yeah, right. Like, you can bite, man. The only thing in his drawers are skid marks. You know what I'm saying to you? <laughs> really? They were both very kooky. March to their own drummer for sure. Delightful. All the same. Also, Carl, who is also a photographer. So a lot of the pictures that I have are from Carl showing up at appearances and then sending them to me. And Kirk, who I still, we keep tabs on each other via Instagram. There's four people who, to this day, I have kept in touch with all of this time from Zeta on. One of them is Chris, who used to call me and say, Hi, sailor. That's what I've heard about you. Yes, but leave the Navy out of this. I'll try to. Leave my navel out of this. <laughs> or he would say greetings, and I would say from the planet, and then he would say something different, yet equally disturbing each time. <laughs> Thank you for that, Chris. Craig, he is in one of the intros to the podcast for saying this. Where Kimba is in charge. <laughs> he was very good at giving me a lot of grief in a good way. And then we come to our guest. First up. There's Mark. He had a young son, and I would hear from both of them. And it's Taylor's voice you hear on the intro of this podcast. And there you are. Hello. Hey there. Long time. How you been? I've been all right. I hear, I, do I hear cooing in the background? That you do, yes. We are uh, in the swing looking out the window at the mountains. And we'll and, explain uh, so, exactly yes. what the cooing means before we end this. We'll, we'll leave it. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. When I first started talking to you over the phone, you were married with a young child at that point, correct? Yeah, actually two. Yeah. I had two boys then back then. So. I mentioned Taylor already because he is in the intro of this podcast. It's just his voice yes. saying, hi, Kimba. <laughs> I think you actually used him to introduce the 90s at nine every once in a while. I can play that one because we have him, you teaching him how to say the 90s at nine. No, we know Kim was on the radio. The 90s? 90s? At 9. At 9. On Zeta. On Zeta. 90s? At 9. On Zeta. Kim Rock. And he was adorable. So how old was he back then? Three? Uh, yeah, he's going to be somewhere about three to four years of age. He's, uh, he's pushing 30. We stayed the same. We started as adults. Exactly. And we still are. One time he called me to tell me that you had bought him a Barney doll and then proceeded to ask me for bush tickets. <laughs> Hi, who's this? Uh, Taylor. Taylor, baby! How are you? I got a Barney toy. You got a Barney toy? Yeah, Daddy bought for me last night. No, I'm having bush tickets. Oh, I see how you are. Reel me in with the Barney toy talk, and then you want bush tickets. Yeah. Hey, you got to raise them right, don't you? What was it about listening to us that made you feel like, I got to call these people? Well, it had to be, you know, your demeanor and your spontaneity on anything. You would bring up subjects in reference to hair on the back. You would make us laugh. So I had to just, you know, I had to chime in and give, you know, my two cents in. Can I speak to Kimba, please? This is Kimba, please. Hello, Kimba. This is Stu from the Hair Club for Men. <laughs> I would like to know if you care to donate some of that hair back. Having a shortage? Yeah, we hear you have a large quantity on your back. Would you care to donate some? I used to say I looked like Harry Roadkill with hair on my back and I wore men's shoes because being at a rock station and having a mostly male audience, I wanted to seem attractive to all of you. <laughs> yes, no, it was... It was rather interesting how you would describe yourself. For anyone listening who's a, a bit younger, I used to give that imagery because we didn't have what we're doing now, Zoom, internet, 
social media, you, we didn't know what, what each other looked like until maybe I was doing an appearance and you came out to it. Yeah, that's all you had to go by. Oh, you were going to be at this appearance or this and that. You had to wait to hear your voice or, you know, you had the mic in your hand to be like, oh, there she is waiting patiently to come up. Hey, it's me, Mark. The guy that calls all the time. Unlike today, you could look up any DJ you want and know anything and everything about him before you even have to meet him. You don't even have to meet him. Theoretically. Yeah. I would picture you almost like a celebrity. So it was kind of like an honor to get through and to talk and then to turn around, hear my voice on the radio and you know, friends would call me, hey, you on the radio? She would go up against all your male counterparts. Half the time you left them speechless. Thank you very much. Did that make a difference to you then that you were able to, not necessarily whether you could see us or not, but that you could get to know us on the phone? I mean, do you have any, does, do you listen to the radio now? Do you have any desire to call a DJ now? Is it, do you feel like it sounds different? Is it the same? It feels nowadays that calling in the radio station is obsolete. Everything's done via text or email and availability wise nowadays seems a little bit harder. Do miss those days. If you still felt like you could call a DJ, if you're like where you are now, if there was a station and there was somebody on the air, male, male or female, that was relatable to you, would you pick up? Oh, yeah, phone? definitely. Right, yeah. Cool. Believe it or not, up here in the mountains, you know, they do still have that. I could hear it on certain radios and people would call in. But before I left South Florida, it just seemed to slowly diminish. I guess it is football season. We, we could throw this call in now. The doohickey. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, from yeah. this from this phone call you and I had, somehow there was a conversation about doohickey during my show, and you called to chime in. Trying to explain to Philip exactly what a doohickey is. Now Mark's on the line and wants to go, what is it? Hey, Mark? why don't you tell these little kids that a doohickey means a female sexual toy? Don't they know that by now? And a doohickey is not a female sexual toy. Yes, it is. No, it is not. Yes. Us guys refer to the wives, hey, go get your doohickey. I'm watching the game. Ah! Okay? Yeah, and I took it south, very south. That was a good thing about you. I mean, no matter what we threw at you, you would come right back at it again. I can remember taping songs off the radio because they're my favorite song. And now you could find it any given moment, you know. There's certain things that definitely change due to technology, but that connection, there's you just can't put a price tag on that. No, no. Was What was also good with the interaction with your fans or the radio listeners via the phone or in person. Nowadays, you can't really, it's almost seems like you would annoy the DJ if you tried doing it now. And even though still you can connect with a DJ on social media, it's still, it's not really the same. You, know, you would listen for people certain times during the day. It might be your favorite DJ to listen to. Because even though you may still be able to be social media friends with somebody who's maybe doing your local station, but they're in New York or wherever, it was having that same community feeling, talking about stuff that was in your neighborhood. It really was a relationship. It was a familial, like a family. And you, it was approachable too. But even with a lot of the bands that were coming up, when you did a lot of the local music scene, a lot of them were just like family, which I'm sure some are still are. Yeah, hopefully an upcoming guest fits into that description very well. So let's hope that works out. You decided to move away after all this time? You know, I love South Florida. I grew up there. I've always wanted to come back to the mountains here in Carolina. My parents got up here in 92. I found somebody and shared the same interest to move up to the mountains areas up here. Lost my dad in March. I kind of being up here helping her is, is, you know, a lot of the reason too. I'm very sorry you to know, hear about your father, but I, I understand there was a stowaway that came along to the mountains with you. Yeah. The cooing yes, you heard earlier was coming from Miss Skyler. Yep, I think she's coming to make an appearance here now. Yes. yes. Hello. Hi, hi Miss Crystal. Crystal. Hi, Mommy. You say hi, Kim? You say hi? Say hi, Pumpkin. I just have to do this because yes, I do this with every single child that I come into contact with. Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you hear that? Yes. 
I got to imprint that on them. Yeah, on the 17th, turn two months. Daddy's in trouble. She has blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah, you got guns. So we're- I, I'm assuming you mean, you know, when you take your shirt off. Yeah, <laughs> sun's out, guns out, exactly. <laughs> Well, I can't thank you enough. Uh, we got weather coming in stuff from the uh, that storm that passed through Florida. There. Oh, Already, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, it still follows me, but you know. And as always, it's a pleasure speaking with you, Kimba. I said I'm thankful that we're still able to find you on the uh, podcast. It's always been a pleasure throughout the years. Thank you again, Mark. Take care of that little baby girl. And last but certainly not least, the adorable creature I call Michelle, mainly because that's her name. And she started calling. I know she was a teenager. I think it was 15. We'll find out. Hi, Michelle. Hello there, Kimba. <laughs> I was mentioning that you and I still keep in touch. We do. We kind of Absolutely. follow each other on social media. And it I believe you started calling when you were 15? Or- 15. So when like, yeah, do we have to reveal the year? No, we no, don't. No, I was just 15. Okay. I guess first we should talk about how you came to listen. And what made you start calling? My dad actually listened to Zeta. He used to listen to the morning show. Good old Paul Castronovo, <laughs> legendary as well, just like yourself. Hi, Paul. And <laughs> yeah, and he would listen to it. And it was the only alternative rock station in South Florida. And I was just like, this is where it's at. I listened, listened, heard you. And I was like, wow, this girl, she sounds really cool. Like you were the best DJ like ever. Oh, start. Our calls are some of my favorite because you were so adorable and you just had this, such a cute sense of humor. Well, thank you. You have this infectious little laugh and you would call, you know, it'd be something as simple as I didn't work on Labor Day. And I have a call from you where you call the next day. Did you have a nice day off? My name is Kimba. How was your day off yesterday? It was non-laborous <laughs> on that Labor Day. It sucks without you, Kimba. It's so nice to be loved. It really is. No, because I really cared. You were like my friend in real life, even though at that point I hadn't met you yet. You were so relatable. And your sense of humor on the radio, like everybody was just like, okay, and that was da-da-da from Pink Floyd. But you were like engaging, you know, with the callers and the listeners. And And it happens for different jocks too. But to you, that's how you heard me. So you felt comfortable calling me. Yeah. And you would take callers, you know, and you would play them on the radio and not everybody would do that. And it was super cool to like, you know, hear yourself on the radio. You would call. I remember you went to Zeta Fest and you called afterwards because you were trying to get backstage. My name is Kimba. Kimba. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Wow. I'm so wonderful. Zeta Fest was so awesome. You are so so cute in your little overalls and your little disposable camera <laughs> taking a picture of everybody and, and i went to like meet you but the security guard almost had to carry me out with force he was like good get back i'm like i'm here to see kimmy he's like she's gone get out of here i was like oh my god i'm such a groupie still to this day i try to get backstage ain't nothing wrong with that zeta fest i went to every single zeta fest there ever was First, your dad listens and gets you to start listening, and then you start listening, and especially being a teenager at night, that's what we did. Yes. We didn't have any social media back in the old days. And from there, the the relationship sort of like build, because now I recognize your voice. So when you call, I know it's you. 
now I have a name. The show is not was not us alone because without yeah. you, we had calls about all kinds of things. The list goes on and on. People listening would wonder about us. They would definitely wonder. <laughs> well, 2020 is the year to wonder, so let's give them something to ponder. There's two two phone calls that even in 2020 with murder hornets and the like, I don't think anyone would get away with these now. I think you would be uh, taken off the air really fast <laughs> or even a word that rhymes with that. I had a feature, the 90s at 9. It was sponsored by a former Miami Dolphin whose yes. name was Dick Anderson. And his slogan was, go with the winning team, go with Dick. I was the host of said <laughs> feature. <laughs> so... I had a lot of um, fun, shall we say, with Dick. I bet. So we <laughs> that, all, you know. You call me to let me know that you are not being fooled. Not pull the wool over my eyes. <laughs> Go with Dick. You can't pull the wool over my eyes. Good wool. What am I doing? You can't. You can't fool me, Kim. But I know how you work. What are you insinuating? That you make sexual innuendos. Ah. But that's a good thing, though. And to use as an example... I don't know. Stick with Dick. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dick Anderson. Oh, you mean because I say go with Dick? I love Dick. <laughs> there you go. But no, but Dick used to be a, a former Dolphin. He was a Miami Dolphin. <laughs> now he's doing cellular phones. How could you not love Dick? How could anyone not love Dick? I love a Dick. <laughs> well, now that's a different story. No, like Dick, Dick Anderson. <laughs> oh. So you understand where I'm coming from now. Yes. So you're going to join the winning team? Yes. And you're going to go with Dick as I would? Of course. I wouldn't have it any other way, sir. <laughs> the, the sir just killed me. Yes, sir. <laughs> the sponsorship ran out, usually there for a, a finite amount of time, and y you called to inquire about where Dick went. Yeah, yeah. why isn't Dick Anderson with you anymore? I don't know. I've, I've lost my dick. <clears throat> I'm not sure why anymore. I went from having dick to not having dick. And I got to tell you, I liked it much more when I had dick. <laughs> I'm sure you did. You know, well, you know, he's a former Miami Dolphin. I know this. Maybe once again, he'll sponsor the show and I will again be able to say that I have dick on my side. <laughs> Where he went, you know? <laughs> I totally was contributing to the delinquents of a minor, which I take great pride in. Nothing bad. It was so much fun talking to you back in the day. Like, well, today too, but just growing up as a teenager and listening to you on the radio. Here we are. And, and your yeah. job is just amazing. You met so many cool people. What did it mean to you as a teenager to have that kind of connection with your favorite music? It meant a lot to me, especially growing up and, you know, being an only child. You said at night, all we had was our good old trusty radios. Mm -hmm. So I would just turn on the radio and there you were. You were like always there. We have that one picture of us from back in the day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That was standing like in front of the van. Mm -hmm. That was so cool with your little purse. <laughs> cool little Zeta jacket that they gave you. Oh, like yeah, mechanic shirt. Yeah, you the gasoline it? shirt. Yeah, I still have oh, that. That's a classic. Do you still listen to the radio? You know, I do. I do still listen to the radio only when I'm driving in my car. Yeah, they play about seven songs over and over and over again. Do you, you don't call anymore, though? There's no reason for me to call. You know, I'm not going to request a song this day and age if I want to hear that song. You just kind of go to your phone. But a lot of times when you would call me, you wouldn't re 
crust a song necessarily. And that's because you were like my, you were my friend. I and, and I guess that's what I'm getting at. I know with technology, yeah. you can call up your own song. People used to feel very comfortable just to call, to shoot the, if exactly. you know what I mean. And, and you that's what I'm saying. You don't, do you have that feeling? Do you just not feel that now when, you, when you're listening to jocks or do you even hear the jocks? No, you don't you? even really hear them anymore. No. And uh, no, I don't have that urge. I don't have the urge. I couldn't even tell you a DJ's name. But none of them make that connection anymore. They just play the songs. I mean, that's really all they do. If you took the pandemic out of it, there's, there might be one, maybe two live DJs on a radio station and everything else will be recorded. That's, that's a shame to hear that. I didn't know that. That was a burst of information. Wow. <laughs> I like to burst the information. Bursting it out. Um, wow. And that really takes a lot out of it, you know, because now they're just playing songs and that's it. I wanted to not only talk to you about the caller, DJ, listener, but I wanted to thank you. And I love what I did. So I was very invested in it. So when people would call and be equally invested in the radio station and the people who work there, that was a really cool thing. It was. You, it was an awesome, awesome time. You were so engaging with the callers and just, you really did love your job. You know, you, oh, I still do. I wish I could do it again. I know. When I found out via social media back where you were working at another establishment and I told you I was coming up to see you and that's the first time we'd seen each other in some time. But now you have since you're in another place. Moved on to bigger and better things. Now I'm working at Brewfish in Pompano right on McNabb and 18th on the intercoastal. Little brew, yeah. little fish, little, little intercoastal. Brew, little fish. And a whole lot of Michelle. You can't beat it. No, you can't. <laughs> and you kudos to you for wearing the mask all day because that that's brutal. It's rough. Thank you for saying something about that because a lot of people, like, I feel like everybody just, they don't really understand how hard it is. It's for a good cause. It um, is for a very good cause. I can't even thank you enough for taking the time to make this happen. Thank you for even thinking about me to do this. It was an absolute pleasure. Again, one of my favorites. What a trip. I'm so glad you got some of them on record, too, on tape. That's amazing to have in your archive. Oh, isn't she adorable? Thank you again, Michelle. Thank you to Mark, Crystal, Baby Skyler. And thank you once again for making what I already love to do that much better. I hope more and more you can fully understand what I'm trying to convey about that DJ listener relationship. And I hope you've actually had one. You can see the vodcast at youtube.com slash me Kimba. And I have a website now, me Kimba.com. Thank you so much for being one of Kimba's herd. And thanks for listening to me Kimba radio broadcast episode 21. I get by with a little help from my friend. Woo! <laughs>